welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's like, when I think about all these topics and, and, and as we talk about feeding horses, I get hungry sometimes. <laughs> My stomach grumbles. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of good. But I, I, I think this is a great topic to follow up last week. When, you know, you know, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we talked about pelleted and texture feeds and, and how to choose them. But one thing that kept clicking when I listened to you explain, you know, the difference between feeds and why you would feed them is picky eaters. And it's probably something that drives a lot of people nuts with their horses, you know, with my pets and horses, you know, it's like, please just eat. It's good for you. So to start this off, I guess I would ask, how would you define a picky eater? I, you know, I guess a horse who is less enthusiastic about their food, maybe eats slowly, maybe is picky about what they will actually eat. Yeah. Would you would you say so uh, a horse? Because I, you know, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw you that curveball, but it, it, it isn't because it's like, oh, he's just picky. But it is a horse that you know you feed them. They just leave a lot of feed behind in their buck feed bucket. Would that be something you'd say? Oh, he's being a little bit picky, or she's being a little bit picky. Yep that that could be a component of it as well. Um, a horse who doesn't have a great appetite, maybe put it that way. Even though some of the most frustrating horses to feed are horses who don't have a great appetite and are underweight. So you're like desperately like, I need you to eat something. Um, Those are often the hardest to deal with. And it's interesting, you know, appetite control is actually very complex and there's a set of hormones involved in that and a lot of feedback loops. And I think sometimes some of that can actually be disrupted in a horse. And you see the flip side, which is like your fat horse who's desperately hungry all the time and who will eat anything. Part of that is hormone driven as well. Um, As a horse gains weight, it creates more adipose tissue. That's fat. Fat produces its own hormones, which drive hunger. So yeah, it's a pretty complicated topic that you can think about in a lot of different ways. It it is. I'm sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, you know, just myself. Now, (laughs) I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I'm hungry all the time. I need to go lose some weight. Anyways, what are some of the causes? This could be, you know, an hour long discussion, but what are some of the things that, that could cause a horse to be a picky eater? Great question, because there are a lot of things that we are going to want to troubleshoot before we just go, oh, that's how he is. I I unfortunately see horses, I'm not going to say on a regular basis, but more often than I would like that are just kind of given that tag of, oh, that's just the way they are. When in reality, that horse has some sort of underlying condition that is causing it to have a poor appetite or They might have good appetite and have trouble eating. So I think it's really good to kind of talk through this whole list of things. And I'm not even going to say we're going to come up with all of them because it can Mm -hmm. be so variable. We'll hit on the big ones. And then once you've marked those off, maybe every once in a while there is a horse who is truly picky in the sense that they don't have a great appetite. But I'd say that's relatively rare. Um, Horses like to eat. Eats like a horse is a saying for a reason. 
So some of the things you you, you definitely talk about the health concerns. So uh, you know, I going back to some of our other podcasts and and when we produce our, our articles off the website, you know, anything health related, you know, both Dr. Rambo and myself always say we are PhD scientists. We are not veterinarians. Any health concerns, always contact your vet. So I think one of the things I would always suggest if you have a horse that has a normal healthy appetite and then suddenly one day or a couple days just doesn't eat, obviously behavior's off. Obviously something's going on. It is always worthwhile to call your veterinarian, right? Like I just always the health advice, you know, it's like, please talk to your veterinarian. But one of the things I I think it, it kicked up for me was teeth, right? Teeth health and that might cause a horse to be picky. Absolutely. Yeah. So if they're uncomfortable in their mouth, whether that's because they have lots of hooks and points that are causing mouth ulcers or your older horse who their ability to grind feed has really gone down, they've lost teeth or maybe they have teeth that need to be pulled that are painful. Anything that causes discomfort in the mouth can definitely manifest itself in their eating behaviors. (laughs) Maybe a good way to talk about this, thinking about structure and I like to be structured, is talking about acute loss of appetite and then maybe our long-term issues with eating. So starting with acute, um, definitely looking in a horse's mouth is a good idea because that could be something like a fractured or an abscessed tooth or some crazy thing there. Long-term would just be the condition of their mouth overall, and that's something you might slowly notice gets worse and worse as the condition of their mouth degrades. Along those lines, any sort of discomfort in the rest of their body can manifest itself in a poor appetite. So acute discomfort would be a horse who is colicking, a horse who has an infectious disease and is running a fever, uh, a horse who just had a significant painful event. Maybe they have a terrible abscess brewing or they had some sort of traumatic injury. That can definitely cause short-term appetite loss. On the other end, you have horses who have chronic issues that their appetite will be diminished because of those chronic issues. Liver disease would be one. Anything that makes a horse mildly uncomfortable. So it could be something like an orthopedic issue. So they might not be dramatically lame like they were with an abscess, but maybe the horse has you know a chronic issue like arthritis. If the pain gets to a certain point, For some of them, not all, that can impact their appetite. Other things like EPM or anything that makes a horse just uncomfortable in their body for some reason can turn into those longer-term poor appetite. I know of a horse I've worked with for a while that has a host of chronic issues. This horse is incredibly picky. And I can't help but wonder if all of those chronic issues drive the pickiness. Because even though they do the best they can, that horse is never 100% comfortable. And if you're not 100% comfortable, your appetite can be diminished. Then if you kind of narrow in digestive upset. So the interesting thing is I think we've gotten really focused on a lot of digestive issues as their own issue, which I think is absolutely warranted. But your GI tract will absolutely be a symptom 
of another issue in a horse. So for that horse who has chronic issues, is he not eating because of the pain of his chronic issue? Is he not eating because the pain of his chronic issue stressed him to the point where he has developed stomach ulcers? And the ulcers are directly causing pain while eating. I've treated the ulcers. Maybe he eats better for a little bit, but the ulcers come back. There are a lot of horses who are chronically treated for digestive issues and it's hyper-focused. That's an easy thing to fix theoretically. You know, I just use this specific drug, but I always recommend that when we have a horse with recurring digestive issues, take a step back. Is there a different reason that they're having those chronic digestive issues that we need to get to the bottom of instead of treating what is ultimately a symptom? So when it comes to digestive issues, you know, you have your acute uh, appetite issues that can definitely be ulcers. They could be colic. They could be hindgut upset. You can certainly see that longer term on a more chronic scale as well. And fascinating, there's been plenty of research that the degree of ulceration in a horse's stomach, for example, doesn't always correlate with their behavior or their pain change. So you could have a horse who is fat, shiny, lovely, seems healthy in all the ways and have severe ulcers. You can have a horse with very mild ulceration who acts like the world is ending and won't touch their feet and everything in between. So I think I'd always caution people to, once you know a specific horse and you've maybe scoped them and you understand, you can maybe make some generalizations, but just saying, well, my horse doesn't act ulcery doesn't mean that it's not ulcery. And those things would absolutely impact their appetite. it's a very good explanation and and you're right. And that's, you know, you're speaking a lot from experience and you've talked to a lot of these owners and and, and working through these issues. So, uh, you know, and and like you said, that list is endless. I'm just, I'm just thinking, what if the feed's bad? You get, you know, bad (laughs) bale of hay. Oh yes. You're thinking way more simple than I am. And like, yeah, yeah. but there's so (laughs) many though. There's so many. No, and that's that is a fantastic point, right? Especially so I'm thinking more in terms of like the single horse, but you bring up a fa- fantastic point. What if multiple horses have stopped eating a thing? That's a good indicator that there's something going wrong with that particular feed stuff. Does that mean, you know, it could be storage and you're having mold issues? thinking about, hey, like a single bale that, you know, there's was a snake or some other grossness bailed up in it that can happen. You know, another one could be that your hay was not put up quite right in that it's not super moldy, but it's just moldy enough that it's giving them some chronic digestive upset. So they're still eating it okay because it doesn't taste horrible, but they don't feel great. So they don't eat it as well as they usually did. I mean, the opportunities there are endless. But yeah, absolutely. Particularly when you have multiple horses that stop eating a thing. I definitely look more into what is wrong with that individual feed stuff. Was it, you know, an issue when it was made? Is it an issue with how it was stored? Is it really old? Uh, We've probably touched on it in past episodes, but thinking about your bagged feeds, I mean, in good storage conditions, we'd like to see you use a textured feed within three months of manufacture and a pelleted feed within six months of manufacture. Now, if you live where it's super humid in Florida and you haven't put it in an air-conditioned tack room, well, your shelf life probably goes to half of that. So you can definitely see how all of that could impact appetite really rapidly. No, it's, it's, it's great advice. 
briefly, because again, you know, we touch upon this on a lot of our podcasts, but what would be your concerns for a horse that suddenly is very picky about saying eating hay? You know, what, what is it missing out on? Hay is the main portion of their diet, right? Most of their calories usually come from hay. The other big thing is that they need hay to support digestive function. So they have this big hindgut with all these microbes that live there. And those microbes' job is to digest fiber, coming from primarily the hay. If they stop eating hay for some reason, pretty quickly those microbes that live back there in the hindgut, they get hungry and they get unhappy and they get upset not in like a, they're mad fighting, but in a certain populations die off. And then you have this imbalance in the ecosystem and the hindgut of the horse. So yeah, a horse who doesn't eat hay for long periods of time, long periods even being like a day or two, right? We fast a horse for 12 hours to empty their stomach, but thinking beyond that, you can very rapidly upset the whole balance of the digestive tract. Now, switching gears, what about it? Like if, if they all of a sudden they, they're not eating their concentrate, you know, I, I guess it just gets to the purpose of why we feed it. But again, for briefly for, for people that haven't heard that in a previous podcast. Yeah, sure. So a horse missing a meal or two of a concentrate, not a big deal. What we're feeding concentrates for, number one, are a source of all of the nutrients that you don't find in even really good quality hay trace minerals, vitamins, amino acids, primarily, and then you get other good stuff like pre and probiotics, digestive enzymes, et cetera, that we add in as well. So you're missing out on those. A meal or two, not a big deal. Some horses are also requiring additional calories. So for those horses, they're probably going to be on a greater quantity of feed. And a lot of times it's more calorie dense. So again, a horse missing a single meal, not a big deal from a nutritional standpoint. But if that picky horse is also a hard keeper and they start being less interested in their grain, skipping meals, pretty rapidly you can see weight loss. Particularly, think about, you know, what is the environment doing? If it's super cold out, super hot out, anything like that is going to amplify the impact of that reduction in calorie intake. And that can happen pretty rapidly for the really hard keeper. Okay. So we have a picky eater and I guess, you know, acute would be kind of an easy fix. I don't know. You know, maybe you can address that, but I'm thinking more of the chronic. How do we deal with our picky eaters? Like, like how do we get them right? I guess is is the question (laughs) or get them just to eat to get those nutrients. Yep. So for your acute, you find, is it something wrong with the feed or the hay? Is it something health wise that has happened? So like you said, that that's a pretty quick thing that you can go through. It's the chronically picky horses that are more challenging. So we can think about them in two categories. Are they really picky about their forage? Are they really picky about their concentrate? Starting with forage, things that I would think about if I had a horse who was picky about their forage the type of forage, and the consistency of the forage. So a lot of times you'll see this happens in older horses, especially as their teeth wear down, where a stemmier, more mature hay, they're just not interested because they can't really break it down very well. It's hard for them to chew. It's pokey in their mouth. Think about really soft hays for those horses. They're more digestible. It's easier for them to chew. They're more palatable in general. And then, you know, in general, okay, in general, 
your, a lot of times your legumes or alfalfa or your clover blends are going to be a little bit more palatable than a plain grass blend. So I might think about the type of hay that I am feeding. First, focusing on quality though, because you can get absolute junk alfalfa that is less palatable than a really nice straight grass hay. So those are some things I would think about with the hay itself. After that, you know, if you have a horse who's maybe still not a great hay eater, I mentioned in my last podcast, you know, I bought a new horse and, mm-hmm. you know, he's eating enough hay. Mm-hmm. Damn it. I want him to eat more. <laughs> more, more, yeah. <laughs> but more. because I know that he's eating more than his minimum requirement, but I'd love it to see if he ate a little bit more. Some things I might think about in that particular situation, how can I promote hindgut health? Because a lot of times poor hindgut health will result in a reduction of hay intake. So things like high fiber feeds that have good probiotics in them, plus those high fiber feeds are just supplementing the hay intake as well. So sometimes if we can get a horse overall more comfortable in their digestive tract, they'll eat more hay. Same thing on things like ulcers. So another horse I have, I just have like endless anecdotes because my horses (laughs) are problems. (laughs) So this horse has been scoped more than once. And interestingly enough, a lot of times you think about a horse doesn't eat their grain when they have ulcers. He is the opposite. He will still eat all his grain, but he'll really back off on his hay. So there are multiple reasons a horse might not eat. You would say hay should make him more comfortable. It's promoting more saliva production, things like that. But in his particular case, still happy to eat his grain, but he backs off on his hay. So those are some things you want to think about, just those general chronic issues, the quality of the hay, all of that. If they eat hay fine, and it's more of a concentrate issue, things we might think about there are choosing a concentrate that's more likely to be palatable. So in general, a dry pellet, so a dry pellet being one that doesn't have molasses on it, is generally a little less palatable than ones that have some molasses on them. There's also a difference in hardness. So if a horse maybe doesn't like plain pellets, sometimes the softer pellet is more appealing to them. Then we can move into our textured blends. It gives more interest. They have a little bit of molasses on them that can help a picky horse. In other cases, sometimes it's as simple as it might not matter what type you give them, but maybe they like it soaked or maybe they don't like it soaked. Or maybe you're like my picky horse who likes it a little bit soaked, but only with warm water. (laughs) So sometimes you kind of need to play with the delivery a little bit. Also think about your meal size. So particularly if You've either ruled out other issues or you're managing a chronic condition to the best of your ability. Feeding more smaller meals, the horse is more likely to consume all of the meal and get all of their nutrition than if you just dump a big scoop in front of them and expect them to eat all of that in a relatively short amount of time. It is complex. I mean, I'm listening, you know, watching your brain work or, you know, from the t- over the video, but, you know, I can see the thought process. It, it, is, it is a lot. And I, and I know it's something you, you have to deal with, you know, with, with our listeners. So again, I always like to say this every week, you know, if you're having trouble, please, feel, you know, feel free to reach out to the tribute team. That link is always in the show notes. They can help you if you have a picky eater. Any final tips that you want to give or, just wish everybody good luck. <laughs> it's just like, I've been there. Like I have, you know, picky kids, you know, trying to get them to eat usually, you know, cause you're the parent, but 
with a horse, it, it, it does get difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's super complex, which is probably all that you've taken away from me rambling about this. But I guess in terms of final tips, if they're really picky about concentrate, can I just feed them more hay? I mean, is that an option if they're not on free choice hay already? I need to get more calories into them. The amount of grain that they'll eat in a sitting is limited. That might be an option. What is the dynamic that they're living in? So I was visiting a barn not too long ago. And basically what the the story they told me was that you know, this particular horse had always been a hard keeper, was picky, a little bit difficult. Another horse moved out. We kind of shuffled things around and all of a sudden he's eating so much more and he gained 50 pounds in the space of a couple weeks. That is a horse who is not happy in his herd dynamic, who, because he wasn't comfortable, wasn't eating as much. Same thing if they're out on pasture. Horses can be managed in group situations, But you do have to be careful to make sure that each horse has the opportunity to eat all of what they need. So is it that the horse is picky or is it that he only gets half of his serving because there's a bully in the pasture? Thinking about that. And then finally, you know, for horses that are picky, make changes slowly. Try to avoid adding lots of supplements because a lot of times those supplements don't taste great. So think about that. Have I put seven different things on their feed that's made it less palatable? And then Finally, you know, horses, they thrive on consistency. Every once in a while, you will get one that we marked everything off the list. And sometimes they're just picky to the point where they'll eat something for a while and then they don't want it anymore. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll work with owners to kind of put together a family of options so that they know when this horse, he might eat it for three months and say, no, thank you anymore. We have the next option that's very similar but different enough that he might find it interesting. So I might switch from calm and easy to calm and easy textured, or I might switch from senior sport to resolve because they're very similar in their, you know, fortification. They're kind of families of feeds, but that does give us some options to kind of promote some interest to the horse that is truly just picky. But kind of, as we've talked about all of this, you have to mark off a lot of things coming down that list to really say this is the oddball that's just picky. I would say of the horses I talked to, I mean, it's one in a hundred that truly has healthy and managed well in all the other ways. And is just a weirdo about food. <laughs> There's always that horse. There's always that horse. There always. is. So I throw it out there, but don't let that be your default. Number one, no, go through no, the, no. go through the rest of the list. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think, yeah, we can leave it there. Again, it's a complex topic. If you need help, come talk to us. We, we will help you and walk you through it. But, you know, just got to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for following the podcast. Thank you for the reviews on iTunes. That is helping us. I mean, our audience is growing. It was just phenomenal. And again, just stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Chris.